Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. <laughs> Acts chapter 1. Last week, we began a brand new series. It's going to be a short series, but we began a brand new series on the Holy Spirit. And uh, we said how so many times we talk about the Holy Spirit and people become a little bit uncomfortable. People become a little bit afraid. They're like, oh, wait, I've heard about the Holy Spirit. I know what that is. It's people flying back. It's people with blankets. Snakes come out. And either people with no makeup or people with excessive makeup. That's what the Holy Spirit is. I'm like, that has nothing to do with the Holy Spirit. Last week, we began an introduction. In fact, what we said was that through this series, we want the whole church to lean in. I know we preach a lot here on Sundays, and I preach a lot, but more through this series, I just want to teach, if that's okay. I want to teach. In fact, today is probably going to be a a little bit more teaching than preaching, because I think we need to learn about the Holy Spirit together, right? Can I get an amen? Amen. So if you have a notebook, bring that out right now. If you have a a, a phone on you, not taking selfies on Instagram, but uh, just to take some notes, ask your neighbor if they're uh, they're taking notes. Let's all lean in. Started last week. If you haven't uh, caught the message, you can go on YouTube and watch our uh, messages on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. Um, But take some notes. Let's lean in. What is the Holy Spirit? I really believe we need more of the Holy Spirit. Right? Does anybody else agree? Anybody want more of the Holy Spirit in their life? Come on. Last week, we talked about the person of the Holy Spirit. We said he's not just the wind. He's not just this force. He's not just weird sounds. We said, wait a minute, the Holy Spirit, he's actually our friend. We said the Holy Spirit is a person. We said he's a helper. He's a counselor. He's a comforter. He's on standby. We said that the Holy Spirit is God. He is God. Anybody remember from last week? He is God. Today, I want to talk about the power of the Holy Spirit. Somebody say power. Power. Go to Acts chapter 1. I already said power, and some people are like, oh, it's going to get weird today. I knew it. Last week it did it. Today it's going to get weird. It's not. Go to Acts chapter 1. If you're there, can you shout amen? amen. Beginning in verse 1. If you don't have a Bible, we're going to put it up on the screens as well. This is Luke writing this Bible, this, uh, this uh, book. Uh, Luke wrote a book called Luke as well, right? The book of Luke. But he also wrote the book of Acts or the Acts of the Apostles, what they did. And here Luke is an introduction to the book. He says, in my former book, Theophilus, Theophilus is a friend of his. It can also be the name of your future baby. I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven. He says, I wrote about everything Jesus did. You remember in my old book, I wrote about everything that Jesus did before he went up to heaven. He says, but after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles, he had chosen. He says, after his suffering, he presented himself to them and he gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days, and he spoke about the kingdom of God. After the resurrection, after he came out of the grave, the Bible says that Jesus, he actually hung around for 40 days, and he talked with the disciples. He walked with the disciples. This is amazing. This is how we know that Jesus is alive. Uh, It says this on verse 4. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Jesus says, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days he will be baptized with what? You'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. It says, then they gathered around him and they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the dates. In other words, mind your own business that the father has set on his own authority. Verse eight, but you will receive power. Somebody shout power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends 
of the earth. How good is that? We need the Holy Spirit's power. If you're taking notes, I want to share a message with you. Uh, I'll talk to you this morning that I've titled, There is More. There is more. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. I want to tell you this morning, there's more for your life. I'm believing that there's more for your marriage. I'm believing that there's more that God has for you. Come on. Does anybody want more from God? Oh, come on. Is this the 11 a.m.? Come on. Does anybody want more from God this morning? Really believing that God has so much more for us. If you're here for the first time, second time, there's nothing to be weirded out about. We're glad that you're here. We're just uh, not perfect people, but people that follow the perfect one called Jesus. And I believe that you're in the right place at the right time. I'm going to speak, God willing, for the next uh, 30 minutes or less. Try to uh, make us all understand what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is, what the power of the Holy Spirit is. And I hope and I pray it makes sense to your life. I'm praying that the Holy Spirit would open up your eyes for you to understand it. And we're just glad that you are here. You're welcome here anytime. Our doors are always open. We say, welcome home. We believe this can be your house today. Amen. If nobody ever told you, I want to be the first one to tell you, God loves you. Doesn't matter where you come from. Doesn't matter what you've been. Doesn't matter what you've done. God loves you. And I believe that by the end of this day, you're going to know there's a God in heaven who has a plan and a purpose for your life. Amen. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for your goodness, for your mercy, for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you that we can gather here this morning, God, uh, in Kendall. God, we thank you for what you're doing here in this Kendall campus, the 9 a.m., the 11 a.m., this service, the 1 p.m. Thank you for what you're doing over there in our city campus in Wynwood, God. Thank you for Jersey and Arlene. Thank you for everything that you're doing across the life of our church. God, we believe for future campuses, more campuses, God. We believe we're going to take ground in Jesus' mighty name. We, we believe that you've called us, God, to be a light in this city. God, we believe that today you're going to have your way in this place. Open up the eyes of all of us, God, that we may see you better because if we see you, we will never be the same again. Holy Spirit, we ask that even as we are talking about you, you begin to empower us. You begin to fill us. I pray that today you come filling our lives, God. I pray that you fill every heart, every mind, every body, God. I pray that you heal people from past wounds, God, past mistakes, past errors, God. And I pray that today, God, we will become alive in you. In Jesus' mighty name, all God's people say, Amen. come on, all God's people say, Amen. can you give Jesus one big shout? Come on, come on, 11 a.m. Hey, as a church, a week ago, we started our 21-day prayer and fasting. We do this twice a year. We do it at the beginning of the year. We do it mid-year. And I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, uh, but I hope all of us, for the most part, are fasting. And today's day eight. And uh, I, a couple of us were talking a couple of days ago, and we're just like, man, this thing is a little bit harder than what we thought. Especially when you try to find out, okay, if I can't eat certain foods, what can I eat? And all of us are eating stuff that we never imagined we would eat before, Right? Like, we're eating carrots. I'm not a big carrots guy, and neither is John, apparently. Uh, we're eating uh, vegetables. Anybody really, really enjoy vegetables? Let me see. Wow. My goodness. What a spiritual church. Have you ever tried to make yourself a green juice in the morning? All right. Green juice in the morning. Uh, it was a few years ago, me and Anna, we got in this thing that it's like a phenomenon that's happening around the world everybody's drinking green juice and we're like we, we need to be healthier leaner stronger and so we're like we're just going to drink a green juice in the morning and what that means is just grab a bunch of vegetables and chop it up put it uh in a what's it called no a blender there we go i was gonna say and put it in a blender and uh drink this uh concoction right and um it's a little bit harder than we think like like to to peel and cut vegetables it takes some work 
Like, if you've ever done this before, you look at your kitchen afterwards, it looks like, like a war just set off in your kitchen. Like the carrots were fighting the apples, the apples are oranges, and then you include stuff like people enjoy celery, right? Like, that's, it, that's like eating cardboard. I don't get it. Like, celery. And then if we include stuff like kale. Anybody know? That's not even from God. I don't even know what that is. That, they invented that in a lab somewhere. And you're, you're just mixing all these juices. And, and, and it takes a little bit more work than we think to cut, uh, peel, and, and do these vegetables. And if you don't have a juicer, you got to put this in a blender. It can take you some time. I'm just like, man, like fast food at McDonald's breakfast is amazing, but unhealthy, unhealthy. So we don't do that no more. But, but obviously, then these things came along called juicers. Like juicers are amazing. Anybody in here own a juicer? Let me see. Okay, half the healthy people. <laughs> we all love vegetables. We don't eat them, but we love them. But um, my wife bought this juicer, and all of a sudden, we began to put all these vegetables in the juicer. Now you don't even have to peel them. Now you just throw it in this juicer, and all of a sudden, it's just like, it sounds like it's breaking, but it's really breaking down the vegetables. All of a sudden, this incredible, yeah, that was a, whatever that was. This juice comes out on the other side because the juicer has more power than we do. Can I tell you that a lot of times I really believe that we try to do things with our own hands, with our own strength, with our own ability. But can I tell you there is more power in the Holy Spirit than us relying on our own strength, on our own capability, and our own enabling. I really believe that many believers, many Christians, many of us that come to church, we try to do things on our own strength. We try to advance on our own power. But can I tell you, there's something that has way more power than we do, and it is the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, and he wants to close us with power. He wants to fill us with power. It is the power of the Holy Spirit. I wonder how many of us have the power of the Holy Spirit this morning. Sometimes we try to do things on our own. We try to advance on our own. We're like, if I, if I can just do this thing on my own, if I can just overcome this addiction, this habit on my own, and, and we try really hard, but we find ourselves right in the same place where we started because we're doing it in our own strength. We're trying to cut and peel vegetables on our own strength. And the Holy Spirit is like, if you only knew, I'm right here to give you power to advance and to move forward. Really believe that there is more power available to us. I don't know how you walked in this morning. I don't know how your life looks like. I don't know how your marriage looks like. I don't know what you're in the middle of, but I'm here to tell you there's more power available to you. You don't have to live defeated. You don't have to live with your head down. There is power from the Holy Spirit available for you this morning so you can pick up your head. You don't have to live discouraged. You don't have to live depressed. You don't have to look it down saying, God forgot about me. Come on, there's power of the Holy Spirit this morning to fill us, to give us everything that he has for us. I really believe so many of us, we just live this life to, like, get by. Like, I'm just going to get by. Like, we got saved to make it to heaven. And until I get to heaven, i got to live this, like, boring, weak life. Right? The Bible says that he came to give us abundant life. And many of us think that abundant life is once we get to heaven, right? But, but here on earth, it's like, oh, my God, here we go again. This is uh, what's another day. It's like, wait a minute. No, wait. We can have abundant life right here, right now. We weren't saved to survive. We were saved to thrive. You're not just survive day by day. You're a Christian? Yeah, I'm just a believer. Another tough day. Hey, how you doing, bro? How's, how's everything? Oh, horrible, horrible. Just life is just horrible. And uh, 
uh, so I'm feeling discouraged, and I don't even want to go to church. And it's like, wait a minute, where's the power of the Holy Spirit to say, wait a minute, there is more for me. There's power to live. There's power to have full life. There's more power to receive. There's more power to be. In Jesus' name, I really believe we were destined for greatness. I really believe that God designed us for greatness, for a hope, for a future, not just get by, not just survive, but to thrive in every area that God has for you. You can be a better husband. You can be a better wife. You can be a better father. You can be a better mother because of the power of the Holy Spirit. What we need is more people with the power of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says this in the book of Romans chapter 8. It says, and if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. In other words, the same Holy Spirit that resurrected Jesus from the dead, he, he was dead, y'all, like, like dead, like no life. Jesus died on the cross, went to a grave, was probably already getting cold, been cold. His body was probably already getting a catch, a, a certain smell. He was dead in the grave. But all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit came upon his dead body and brought him back to life. Come on, this is what we believe. This is our faith. That same Holy Spirit is alive in you and me today, this morning. Oh, come on. If you walked in dead this morning, you can come alive. If you walked in discouraged, you can pick up your head. If you walked in down, you can walk out of here alive. Because we have the power of the Holy Spirit. Can I get an amen? Amen. Man, I'm doing all right. In Jesus' name, wake up. We got the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, look at your neighbor and tell him, are you alive this morning? What we can't do with the Holy Spirit, we can do. What you and I cannot do with him, we can do. You can't overcome something in your life with the Holy Spirit, you can't overcome it. You can't get over a circumstance or a situation in your life with the Holy Spirit, you can do it. I really believe what the church needs around the world is more people full of the power of the Holy Spirit. Charles Spurgeon, an incredible preacher that lived in the 1800s, I mean, this guy was phenomenal. I love what he said. He said, if we had one last prayer before he died, it would be this. Lord, send thy church men filled with the Holy Ghost and with fire. <laughs> Some people are like, all right, now it gets weird. Fire, this is weird. <laughs> this means passion from the Holy Spirit. We don't need passive people. We need people passionate. I want a church that's passionate about God, passionate about reaching the lost, passionate about reaching Miami, passionate about restoring marriages, passionate about being better husbands, passionate about being better wives, passionate about raising good families. Come on, I want people that are passionate, on fire, full of the power of the Holy Spirit. This is, the beautiful thing, is, it's available to all. How many of us live spirit-less lives when really we were called to live spirit-empowered lives, right? Like, how many of us, and we can all fit in this category, nobody's perfect here, how many of us have been flesh-led instead of spirit-led, right? How many of us say we want to be filled with the spirit, but we're really full of anxiety and stress? What you're full of is what you're going to give, right? So a lot of us, we want to give people around us hope, but we're full of anxiety. A lot, we want to give people around us life, but we're full of stress. We want to give people around us the power of God, but we're full of negativity and, and passiveness. I really believe that today God wants to fill his church with power. Can I get an amen? amen. In the book, in the book of, of Acts, right, where we begin, this is Luke. Luke is writing this book. 
And he's about, to, he's about to write everything that happened with the apostles. He says something, something happened here. He's about to detail what happened. And right before he starts, he says, I want you to know right off the bat, chapter 1, when, when, when the disciples were with Jesus, Jesus gave them this instruction. Right? Acts chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. Let's read it one more time. It says, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with with the Holy Spirit. Last week we talked about Jesus saying, hey, wait, I'm going to send you. If I don't go, remember, if I don't go, the Holy Spirit won't come. Remember, we talked about personal Jesus, and a lot of us wanted personal Jesus, but then some of us would hog personal Jesus, and we're like, I need time with personal Jesus. So we said, what's better is the Holy Spirit. Here he says, wait in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit comes and baptizes you in the Holy Spirit. The word baptized in the Holy Spirit, that term, that phrase, we actually see it in all four Gospels. What does that mean? It is in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. These are four biblical accounts, four stories that they wrote, and it's just different viewpoints of what happened. In all four accounts, they all use the term baptized in the Holy Spirit. A lot of us, we've heard about baptism, right? We just talked about baptism in water, and we're going to see that in a few weeks. So many people. I, I want to kind of remember, I'm going I'm to try to teach a little bit, and I, I get a little bit pa passionate, and I start preaching and screaming, just tell me to calm down. But, but I, I want to teach a little bit. I, I want to explain to you the different baptisms that the Bible talks about, right? I, I think that there's three different, from what we can see in Scripture, there's three different types of baptisms, right? The first one, I would call it the baptism of the body. The baptism into the body. This means that when we become believers, when we put our faith and our trust in Jesus, we get baptized into the body of Jesus. All that means is we become part of the family. For example, all of us here. Is anybody glad you belong to the family of Jesus? Come on. We're baptized. The Bible says this in 1 Corinthians. If we could put it up, Paul wrote it this way. For in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, all were made to drink of one spirit. What he's saying is this. When you put your faith in Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes inside of you. The Bible says that he puts a seal in your heart. Those of us who put our faith and trust in Jesus, we, the Holy Spirit comes and says, boom, this is God's. I, anybody glad that you got a stamp on your heart, a seal in your heart? Come on. The, the, you can tell the devil, not today. I'm part of God's family. So we've been baptized into his body. All that means we come part of the family. That's the first baptism. We've all been baptized into the body. If you're not part of the body, if you, if you haven't put your faith and trust in Jesus, at the end of the service, I'm going to give you an opportunity to, to do that. Last week, we had 63 hands that went up all on a Sunday. Come on, people joining the family of Jesus. The second baptism is the one that we just saw. It's the baptism in the water. Right. And this is just an outside declaration of what's happened on the inside. We see it all throughout scripture. Jesus did it. Jesus was the first one. And then we see in, in all throughout Acts and all throughout the Bible where they talk about it again. We're just going into the water to say the old me is gone. The new me has come to life. I've decided to follow Jesus. I'm part of God's family now. Baptism is just an outside declaration of what's already happened on the inside. Romans puts it this way. Romans chapter 6. But he says this, or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Baptism is symbolic, a symbolic representation that because of what Jesus did, we also have now died to our old life and come alive to our new life. Anybody glad that you're living a new life? Come on. If you haven't gotten baptized, 
You need to get registered. Sunday, September 3rd, we're going to throw a party. It's going to be awesome. And so that's the second baptism. The third one that we see now is the baptism of the Holy Spirit or the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Once we say Holy Ghost, people already get really uncomfortable. If you haven't gotten uncomfortable, that's the moment to get really uncomfortable. I don't know about you, but growing up in church, if I heard Holy Spirit, it was cool. If I heard Holy Ghost, oh, revival night, things already get weird. Like, just, anybody grow up in church, you know what I'm talking about? Like, I'm not going to church, mom, I feel sick. You're going to church. It's the night with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and it's just another word for the Holy Spirit. And it's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we see this all throughout Scripture. We see that Jesus, in the book of Luke, he says, don't leave Jerusalem until you're clothed with power. Baptism in the Greek, the original root word is the word baptizo, right? And it means to be fully immersed, to be fully filled. I don't know about you, but I want to be fully filled of the Holy Spirit. Right? I, I don't want to be full of worry. I don't want to be full of anxiety. I don't want to be full of negativity. I want to be full of the Holy Spirit. If I'm going to be a better husband, I need to be full of the Holy Spirit. If I want to be a better father one day, I need the Holy Spirit. If I want to be a better businessman, whatever you're at, whatever lane that you occupy, you need the power of the Holy Spirit. And for that, we need to be fully immersed. That's why when we baptize you, we just don't put a little bit of drop of water on your head. It's a full immersion. Right? And if you sinned a lot in your life, we hold you down way too long. We wait for the bubbles to stop, and then we bring you back up. <laughs> It's a full immersion. When you're, when you're powered by the Holy Spirit, when he comes upon you, he, he clothes you on the outside. He fills you with his Holy Spirit, right? The same way you got dressed this morning and you put on your clothes. Some of you, you came extra nice because you're looking for a wife. <clears throat> Mo. But, 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 but right, you, you get clothed on the outside. The Holy Spirit wants to clothe you on the outside. Not just seal you, but give you power, give you life, give you strength on the outside. So we see the baptism... Matthew chapter 3 puts it this way, Matthew, I baptize you with water, John said, for repentance. But after me comes one who's more powerful than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and he'll baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. In the book of Acts, where we started reading, we see that on several occasions, there was a lot of people who put their faith in Jesus, but they still hadn't been baptized with the Holy Spirit. Right? I, I believe that many of us this morning, maybe you put your faith in Jesus, but you've never been baptized with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in you, but he doesn't just want to live in you. He wants to empower you. And so we see, for example, in the book of Acts chapter 8, that the Samaritans had began to believe. Remember, they didn't want nothing to do with the Samaritans. The Samaritans were of another kind. They didn't want to mix with them. But all of a sudden, the Samaritans began to believe the gospel. And they began saved. And it says that Peter and John went to Samaria. When they get there, they're like... Have you, have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? And they're like, no, we didn't. Look, Acts chapter 8, it says this. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to Samaria. When they arrived, they prayed for the new believers that they might receive the Holy Spirit. They had, they had believed, but they were never filled with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. A couple of chapters later in Acts chapter 19, we just, the same thing happened with another group of believers. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. Remember the church in Ephesus? We studied the book of Ephesians. There he found some disciples, it says, and he asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. The believers were like, well, we, we didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. We believed in Jesus and he forgave us of our, of our sins and we put our faith and our trust in him, but we didn't know there was a Holy Spirit. I believe that many of us, we don't have the power of the Holy Spirit because, number one, we're not aware of the Holy Spirit. 
We're just like, I, I didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. Maybe you're in here this morning, you're like, I've heard of the Holy Spirit, I've heard of the Holy Ghost, I saw weird things when people talk about the Holy Spirit, but you're not in power. Can I tell you, he wants to fill you this morning, and I'm going to pray for the Holy Spirit to empower you and to fill you with his Holy Spirit, because there is more that God has for you. And so it says that they were filled with the Holy Spirit, fully immersed with the Holy Spirit. They were, they were filled. Anybody want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Come on, anybody want to have power from the Holy Spirit? That you can do so much more with the power of the Holy Spirit. Why does he come? This is a, an Old Testament prophecy that God had given his people in the book of Joel chapter 2. This is what God had told his people. I will pour out my spirit on all people, your sons and daughters, they'll prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. God had given a prophecy a long time ago that says, hey, a day's going to come when my spirit is going to pour out on all people. You're going to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Can I tell you, Miami, what it needs is more believers full of the power of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you're here this morning, you're like, Alex, how, how do I know if I'm baptized with the Holy Spirit? Or how can I be baptized with the Holy Spirit? I just want to tell you, real simple, it's by faith. By faith. It's not an emotional thing. It might include some emotion. Some people make it just an emotional thing, right? I want to be baptized, so they want, they want to include. It's not about what you feel. It's not a feeling. It's by faith. Same way that we get saved is the same way that we get filled. It's by faith. So today, if you're, not, if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm going to pray at the end of the service, and you just receive it by faith. Whether you feel something or not, it's not about feelings. It's actually what God does. He's going to feel you. He's going to fill you with the Spirit. And it's not about, oh, man, I'm scared. Is something going to happen? If No, you're just going to be empowered and clothed with the power of the Holy Spirit. You might feel something. Something might come over you. Something You might feel some kind of emotions. In fact, the first thing that we see that happens when the Holy Spirit fills us is that praise begins to come out. All of a sudden, life could be going horrible. But if you're full of the Holy Spirit, you begin to praise God no matter what. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. The few minutes I have left, why do we need the power of the Holy Spirit? Number one, the Holy Spirit gives us power to proclaim. The Holy Spirit gives us power to proclaim. I, I want you to understand this. The disciples, they, they had gone through massive trauma, right? You remember, they were with Jesus before Jesus went to the cross. They were with Jesus. Jesus, we're with you. We love you. Count on us. We're by your side. No matter what, Jesus, you're, you're our homie. I mean, we got you. You are a leader. You, we're going to follow you no matter what. All of a sudden, they come to arrest Jesus. What happens to the disciples? They all scattered. They all left in fear. In fact, the Bible says that when Jesus was being crucified and he was raised on the cross, there was only one left, and that was John. Everybody else was scared. Everybody else was terrified. In fact, the Bible says that Peter was following along from a distance, scared. He was hiding and he was seeing what they were doing to Jesus. A little girl finds him and says, wait a minute, you're, you're Peter. You're part of Jesus' crew. What does he do? No, 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 no. And he starts hiding and he denies ever knowing Jesus. Right? Like, like he now, she asked him three times and you know what he did the third time? He actually cursed her out. Like, Peter was crazy. Like, you cursed a little girl out, bro. Like, you got problems. You got issues. Like, what's wrong with you? This is how much, this is how strongly he denied. The Bible says that they were terrified. They scattered and they hid. In fact, the Bible says that when Jesus was laid down in the grave when he was dead, and then he resurrected three days later, where were they? They were in a locked room. Remember, we talked about this last week. They were in a locked room. When Jesus resurrects, he goes to find them, and he's like, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> I told you I was going to resurrect. But they were scared. They were in fear. What happened to the disciples 
between before the cross and after the cross. Something happened. They were filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Something happened to the disciples that all of a sudden they began to proclaim the gospel with power. They were not afraid anymore. They weren't hiding anymore. I think some of us, sometimes we want to share the gospel with people around us. We want to share the gospel with the people at work. And we're like, Alex, what do I do? How do I invite people to church? How do I tell them about God? I don't even know the, the first book of the Bible is Genesis or Revelation. I'm lost. <laughs> right? We, we, how many of you have gone through something like that? And you get intimidated. You get scared. We've all gone through the moments like that. Can I tell you, every single week, I, I, go, I, I go through the same thing. And it isn't just me. It's every single man and woman of God that has served God. We realize it's not us, but it's the power of the Holy Spirit that we need. Paul says this in the book of 1 Corinthians. He writes this about the gospel and about the Holy Spirit. He says, my message and my preaching, it was not with wise and persuasive words, but it was with the demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your, fight, your faith may not rest on human wisdom, but on God's Paul says this, I'm not the best communicator. Paul says I'm not the best teacher. He says, when I came to you, it was not on my own ability, but it was on the power of the Holy Spirit. In other words, when I came to you, the only way that I can give you any revelation of who Jesus is, is through the Spirit's power. Every single week, can I tell you, church, I'm not the best communicator. I'm not the best preacher. My knees shake sometimes. I can get a little bit nervous. I can feel a little bit intimidated. I'm only 33 years old. I know I look young and handsome, but I'm only 33 years old. And can I tell you, I need the power of the Holy Spirit. And I lean on him, and I ask him, and he empowers us. Right? Like, like to get up in front of a group of people, maybe you're like, Alex, I can't do that. I can't get up in front of people and talk. I feel you. I was the same way, right? Like in high school, if we had to do class presentations, and the day that I had to go and present in front of the class, I would skip class. <laughs> Don't tell my parents they're here, but they just heard it. God forgive me, and I hope they forgive me. <laughs> I wouldn't go to class that day. I'm like, I'm not speaking in front of people. Are you crazy? I, I, I grew up an introvert my whole life. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm not speaking in front of people. Like, people looking at me, and what about if I mess up or if I say something? The only reason I can do this is because I asked the Holy Spirit to fill me with his power. And one day, he just came over me. He empowered me. He clothed me. He wants to do the same with you. And maybe you're like, Alex, how did it happen to you? I remember I was going to this church, and they were talking about the Holy Spirit's power. And I just kept hearing about this. And one day I was just in my room, and this is how it happened to me. I don't know how it's going to happen to you or how it happened to you, but it's different ways. I went back to my room, and I said, Holy Spirit, I want that power. I, I want you to fill me because I, I want to share people with people the good news of the gospel. I want to tell people about Jesus. And, I, you know, in my own ability, in my own strength, I can't do it. God, I got issues in my life. Come on, how many know we all got issues? I had anger issues or whatever issues, and I'm like, I, I need to overcome some of these issues, and I want to proclaim your gospel. Can you just fill me with your power? And in my own bedroom, by myself, one night, I got down on my knees, and I just said, can you fill me with your power? Nobody had to lay hands on me. I didn't fly back. I didn't do any of that, right? <laughs> Right there in my room, and all of a sudden, I just felt like this presence come into the room. I just felt like something come over me. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know what it was other than it was God. And all of a sudden, I just began to praise God. I just felt like, my goodness, something was happening. And I just began to praise God, and I just began to sing, and I began to talk to God. And I just remember praise coming out. It was the first thing that happens. Praise comes out. And all of a sudden, this beautiful language started coming out that I can't even know. I don't even know how to describe it. The Bible calls it tongues. Not all of us have to speak in tongues, but maybe you have the gift of tongues that also. The Bible does say desire all the gifts. 
Not everybody's going to receive all the gifts. In fact, next week you have to come back. We're going to talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Right? A lot of people say, no, you need tongues. No, you don't. The Bible says not all speak in tongues. But to me, it did happen there in the room. And I just started speaking in tongues. And since then, I use it every single day. It, it edifies myself. And it gives me faith. And it builds me up. And maybe today you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And maybe God will give you the gift of tongues or prophecy or teaching or encouragement. There's a bunch of gifts. We'll discuss them next week. But it just happened there in my room. And since then, I just got this boldness over me that I just began to proclaim Jesus everywhere I went. I wasn't ashamed. I wasn't scared. This boldness came over me. I looked at the disciples and I said, something happened to the disciples before the cross and after resurrection. And whatever happened to them, I want it to happen to me. Because they were scared. They were in, in fear. They were hiding. They were shaking. And all of a sudden we see them in boldness proclaiming. Whatever happened to them, God let it happen to me. I want boldness. I want courage. I want to proclaim the gospel in power. Let it happen to me, God. I need the power of the Holy Spirit. Maybe today you're going through a circumstance in your life and you're saying, Alex, I can't. I'm a little bit afraid. I'm in fear. How do I move forward? Can I tell you, you need the power of the Holy Spirit. After the Holy Spirit fell upon him in the book of Acts chapter 2, verse 40 and 41, it says that Peter stood up and he proclaimed with boldness, the same one who denied Jesus three times. He now gets up in a massive crowd of people and he begins to preach and the Bible says that that day, 3,000 people got saved. The one who denied him now is preaching to the masses. All because the Holy Spirit came upon him. Anybody want to be filled with the Holy Spirit this morning? Come on. Anybody want to see revival in Miami? You want to see 3,000 get people get saved in one day? It's by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not in how nice you dress. It's not in how nice you speak. You could be the best communicator on the planet. But if you don't got no power of the Holy Spirit, ain't nobody going to hear you. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. So he gives us power to proclaim. I'm going to pray that God will fill you with his power so that Calvary, everywhere we go, people will listen to what we got to say because it's not you. It's the Holy Spirit through you. The second thing the Holy Spirit does, he gives us power for our weaknesses. Power for our weaknesses. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 26, in the same way, the Spirit, what does he do? He helps us in our weaknesses. I don't know about you, but I need help in my weaknesses. How many know we all got weaknesses? <laughs> Maybe you're in here like, I don't got no weaknesses. That's your first one, pride. <laughs> right? Right? We, we all got weaknesses. Like, we, we all struggle with different things. Maybe your struggle is different than mine, but, but we all struggle. Let, let's not pretend that we have it all together. Let's not pretend, church, that our life is A-OK and and we're these church-going people that life is so pretty for us and everything's all right and I'm always on faith and I'm always on fire. No, there's going to be moments of weakness in our life. Moments of doubt, moments of fear, moments of insecurity. And right there is where we need the Holy Spirit. He comes and he gives us strength in our weakness. What, what's an area in your life? Maybe, maybe it's a, a temptation that you keep falling to. You're like, Alex, I got this area in my life that every single time I'm, I'm around it, every single time I get close to it, I feel like I fail God in this area. I want to overcome this temptation. We can't do it in our own strength, but he gives us power for our weaknesses. Maybe it's a habit. Maybe it's a certain thing that you keep doing. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe some of us this morning were addicted to substances that we, we're, we just want to get rid out of our lives. We're just like, man, this doesn't allow me to move forward. Can I tell you, you don't have to be addicted to that thing. For the rest of your life, there's freedom for you in the power of the Holy Spirit. There is freedom available for you in Jesus' name. It's through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's through the power of the Holy Spirit. Where, where do you need his power this morning? What, what area of weakness? 
Maybe you're like, man, I haven't been the best husband in the world. Maybe, maybe you're saying, I haven't been the best wife in the world. I haven't been the best father in the world. My family, I, I've made mistakes. My family's all over the place. And I, I've done some things that I wish I wouldn't have done. Can I tell you that the Holy Spirit, he's so beautiful. He doesn't bring condemnation. He brings conviction. The enemy brings condemnation, right? Like when we mess up in our weaknesses, the enemy will come up and say, ha, I told you. Don't you, you can't go to church today. All of a sudden, guilt and shame comes over our life. And we're just like, man, I, I really don't deserve to go to church. You, you can't go to that conference day for connect groups. You can't be a connect group leader. Look, you're a failure. You, you're a mistake. You're no good. That's condemnation, and that's not from God. If today in the morning you're feeling condemnation, you're feeling guilt, you're feeling shame, can I tell you, the devil is a liar. Don't listen to that voice. That is the accuser. That is the devil. That is not from God. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, what he brings is conviction. In other words, he draws us closer to God. One draws us away, the other one draws us closer, right? When the Holy Spirit's with us and, and we're in a moment of weakness and we mess up, the Holy Spirit will come and say, why'd you do that? You just grieved God. You grieved the Spirit of God. But run to God because there's grace for you. The Bible says that it's God's goodness that leads us to repentance. A lot of people say, how do you know, preach with fire and brimstone because that's what brings people to repentance. No, it's the grace of God that brings people to repentance. All of a sudden, when you get conviction, you're like, God, you still love me when I mess up? God, you still love me when I've been unfaithful? God, you still love me when I haven't prayed? You still love That doesn't want to make me run to sin. That makes me want to run to God. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He, he draws you to God. This morning, he, want, he wants to draw you in. He wants to draw you in. Don't listen to condemnation, but we do heed to conviction. You say, whoa, I need to get closer to God. He's waiting with arms open. The Bible says that Paul had a thorn in his flesh. And three times he asked God to take it out. Oh, that was a symbolic representation that he had something in his life that was bothering him. So, an issue. Paul had an issue in his life. This is Paul. Like probably one of the greatest Christian to ever live. And he, he said, I have this issue in my life. And three times he asked God to remove it. And what does God respond to him? He says, no, my grace is sufficient for you. He gives us power in our weaknesses. You don't have to live down and defeated forever. There's power available to you. Last but not least, number three, and the band can come up. He gives us power to live supernaturally. Power to live supernaturally. Maybe you're saying, Alex, I, I want to live this Christian life, but it seems like it's such a struggle and it seems like it's hard. Can I tell you, it is not easy, but you don't have to live discouraged and down your whole life. He's given us tools. He's given us gifts. He's given us fruit that we can live with. Our entire life Alex how do I live holy I'm I'm single I'm not married how do I stay pure you know how by the powers of the Holy Spirit I, I want to live supernatural I don't want to live like everybody else I want to serve God I want to honor him you know how you do it by the power of the Holy Spirit Alex how can I do this I'm in a bad work environment everybody around me is doing certain things that I want to be a part of listen you could be in the world but not of the world and it's by the power of the Holy Spirit he gives you the power to live supernaturally. He doesn't just empower you to proclaim. He doesn't just empower you in your weaknesses. He gives you power to live supernaturally. The Bible says that all of us who have lost people, right, we mourn. Maybe you've lost somebody in your life. Maybe, maybe a family member or somebody has passed away. And you're in mourning. You're, you're in grief. The Bible says that we mourn different because we have hope in God. 
And in fact, the Bible says that the one who gives us exceeding hope is the power of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you're going through a difficult moment in your life. Can I tell you, you want to overcome that? You want to live supernaturally? Rely on the power of your Holy Spirit. Don't rely on your own strength. Don't rely on your own muscle. Don't rely on your own mind. Rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. All of a sudden, you may walk through fire, but you keep your head up. You may be going through a circumstance, but you keep your head up. Because the power of the Holy Spirit can gift you to live a life supernaturally. Alex, I want to serve God with passion. Alex, I want to serve God with everything that I got on me. Listen, it is with the power of the Holy Spirit. You can live a victorious life. You can live a life with your head held high because the power of the Holy Spirit can empower you. He can come. He can clothe you. He can fill you. It says that it filled Jesus, not only on the inside, it clothed him on the outside. Then it led him. Then it empowered him. The Holy Spirit was on Jesus. And the same way that he was on Jesus, he's on you. And because he was on Jesus, all of a sudden he started praying for people and people would get healed. He would speak and people would get saved. He would proclaim and people would get delivered. Can I tell you, you can live a supernatural life. You can speak and people will get delivered. You can pray for people and people will get healed. It's by the power of the Holy Spirit. Anybody want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? We need the filling and the power of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you're like, Alex, I, I've been in church my whole life. I've been filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm okay. Can I tell you, it's not just a one-time thing. It's an everyday thing. Because how many know this world will drain us? Like, this world will drain you. That's why Paul says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians, if we could put up Ephesians, I believe it's chapter 5. Paul says, don't be drunk with wine. Another word, another translation says, don't be filled with wine to the point of drunkenness. Don't fill yourself with this. It says, but that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. In the Greek, the original translation, how he wrote it, that word filled with the Holy Spirit, what he means there is be filled every single day with a continual filling of the Holy Spirit. The Greek word is plerutos. That means to be filled, led, and guided by the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but I want to be filled. I want to be led. I want to be empowered with the Holy Spirit. And I need it every day. You don't have to live in defeat. You don't have to live with your head down. Today, he wants to encourage you. Today, he wants to empower you. Today, you can pick your head up. You can be filled because there is more from God for you. There is more for your family. There's more for your life. There's more to live a life of victory. Come on, anybody want more from God? Lift up your head. Let's sing this out. Say, God, I want more. Come on, sing it. Come on, somebody begin to praise God all over this place with your hands raised. Come on.
Come on, with eyes closed all over this place. I want to pray. We've got a couple minutes left. I want to pray for several group of people. If you're in here today and you say, Alex, I'm a Christian. I put my faith and my trust in Jesus, whether it was a little while ago or a long time ago. But you say, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Come on, with the church praying. Every eyes closed, every head bowed. If you're already filled with the Holy Spirit, maybe you got the gift of tongues, of speaking in a heavy language, can you just begin to pray? Come on, I want the whole church praying. All over this place, let's fill the auditorium up with prayer. Come on, let's fill the auditorium with worship. Come on, let's begin to pray. If today you're in here, you say, Alex, I want the Holy Spirit to fill me. I want the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to pray that you just receive the power and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Remember, it's by faith. Just lift up your hands and just receive it. It's by faith. If you want the Holy Spirit to fill you, can you raise your hand all over this place? Raise your hand all over this place. Thank you, Jesus, for your Holy Spirit. Father, this morning, as a church, come on, just begin to pray. And just begin to tell them, fill me. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I pray that you fill us with your Holy Spirit. God, we need more of you. Fill us with your Holy Spirit right now. From the top of our head to the soles of our feet. Empower us. Invigorate us bring life into us God right now so that we can proclaim so that we can have strength and weaknesses so that we can live a life supernaturally fill your people right now receive the Holy Spirit in Jesus name receive it now come on just receive the Holy Spirit it's by faith I believe he's filling people up right now he's filling you he's empowering you right now in Jesus name come on just begin to pray begin to lift up your voice maybe it's just praise that comes out just begin to tell him thank you thank you Jesus thank you thank you for your Holy Spirit thank you for your power God I want to be a better husband God I want to be a better wife God I want to be a better father I want to be a better mother God in Jesus name empower me help me right now Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Come on. Voices raised all over this place. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, God. We love you, Jesus. We need more of your Holy Spirit. Fall on this place right now. God, in the auditorium, in the overflow. God, on the online and on the radio, fall on us right now. Thank you, Jesus. Fill me. Fill me. We need you. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. Fill us. Fill us right now, Holy Spirit. Fill us. With every eye closed and every head bowed, all over this place, if, if you're saying, Alex, I don't know this Jesus that you're talking about. I don't know this God that you're talking about. In fact, I have no relationship with him. Or maybe you're like, I, I, I thought I knew God, but man, to be honest, I've made some mistakes. 
I've done some wrong things. I've gone down the wrong path. And I've done things that nobody knows about. Can I tell you, God knows and he loves you still. This is why he brought you in here today. I believe that you're not here by coincidence. I believe that God brought you with a purpose and with a plan. While every eye is closed, every head bowed for privacy and concentration. The Bible says that all of us are sinners. I've sinned, you've sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory and the standard of God. We've all made mistakes. Nobody's perfect. But the Bible says that we have sinned. We are sinners. And sin separates us from God. God can't be with sin. So it separates us from him. But God loves us so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus. Jesus came down to this earth and he lived the perfect life. And the Bible says at 33 years of age, he went up on a cross and he grabbed your sins, my sins, the ones that we can never pay for, all of our mistakes, all of our shame. He went up on a cross and he paid for the sins of humanity. The Bible says that he took the penalty, he took the punishment there on the cross and he died. After he died, he was laid into a grave in a tomb for three days. But after three days, sin and death could not defeat him. Jesus, he's alive. Jesus, he's the hope of humanity. Jesus, he's the answer. He wants to come into your life. He wants to give you brand new life. He wants to breathe into you brand new life. You don't have to continue living the same. You don't have to live discouraged. You don't have to live defeated. Today, you can have victory in Jesus' name. The most important thing that he wants to do is forgive you of all your sins. And you can start a relationship with the God who created you. Come on, while the church is praying, eyes closed, head bowed. For privacy and concentration, I'm going to count to three. When I count to three, I believe hands are going to go up all over this place. If you say, Alex, I need Jesus, I want you to raise your hand all over this place. Raise it as high as you can. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to single you out. Just hold it up for a few seconds. I'm going to be the one that sees you. I just want to acknowledge you and then you can put it right back down in the auditorium, in the overflow, online, if you're listening on the radio. If you want to make a decision, if you say, Alex, I need God. I need forgiveness. I want to put my faith and trust in Jesus. I want a brand new beginning, a brand new start. I want a clean slate. Today, you can have that. At the count of three, you raise your hand all over this place. Raise it up. Hands already going up. One, two, three. Raise it up as high as you can. As high as you can. Come on, let me see you. Hold it up for just one minute more. I see you here to my left. I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you. God bless 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 you. In the middle, I see you. I see you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. To my right, I see you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amazing. Anybody else? You raise your hand wherever you're at. I see you back there. Amazing. I see you back there. In the overflow, wherever you're at, online, on the radio. Today you can begin a relationship with God. God is so good. Father, we thank you for all these hands that were raised up. God, I pray that you create new life in them right now. All of you who raise your hand, I want you to repeat this prayer with me from the bottom of your heart. Say it with all you got. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you Jesus come on say Jesus come into my life be my Lord and be my Savior from today on I will follow you all the days of my life I am forgiven I am saved and I'm healed in Jesus name amen and amen come on church can we put our hands together strong come on We hope today's message has encouraged you. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel or visit us at calvaryconnect.com for more information. Till next time.